Hey, episode 12 of the Connect 2 Podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Mark. Hey, Jeff. Been a while since I've seen you. A long Seven time. days. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, so what's new? What's new? Wow. Um, I checked the mailbag and uh, unfortunately it kind of looks the same as it did last week. Despite our entreaties from a week ago, yes. people have not responded yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, maybe this week. Maybe this week. can always hold. I'm beginning to, to plan on sending us anonymous mail <laughs> just so we have stuff to read. We can do dad jokes. We might jokes. do that. <laughs> yeah. Like the Beaverton. <laughs> Um, so what'd you learn this week? What I learned this week? Oh, I learned a few things. Um, uh, so, uh, a couple episodes ago, I talked about the, uh, M1 chip from Apple. So Apple was making their own silicon and yeah. has been for 10 years. Right. It turns out Google is doing the same. Wow. So they have their own, they have, uh, in their pixel, pixel, um, uh, phones so google owns android and right uh, but they also have their own phones which are these pixel phones okay and uh most of these pixel phones i have, don't think i've ever seen one it must be all over the place my wife has one so oh really yeah oh, okay so uh but it uh so it uses these qualcomm uh snapdragon chips okay chips and um qualcomm is american i didn't know that but the and but they don't do the manufacturing they just do the design yeah all the manufacturing is done in taiwan i think yeah i'm not pretty sure apple is not manufacturing chips no. oh samsung US soil and, yeah it's samsung and 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 uh there's tsmc which is a taiwanese chip manufacturer makes right. the snapdragon okay anyway Google has decided that their next one, the Pixel 6 that's coming out, will be their own proprietary um, chip, and, chip, and it will be uh, so their own silicone. So they're taking a leaf out of Apple's playbook. Right. And the other thing that's interesting is Are that- Are they calling it the M2? As in <laughs> Me Too? Me Too. <laughs> yeah, that has different connotations. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the- uh, the thing about it is apparently they're using Google AI to uh, to design the chip. Wow. So the layout <clears throat> of the printed circuit board is being, is they're learning, using AI to learn to do it faster so they can come up with new chip designs faster. That is not scary or worrisome no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> One step closer to Skynet. Yes. Well, that's and at 309, actually, you know, it became self-aware. Well, that's the thing. And judged us immediately. That's the thing I was thinking about when I was hearing about this. I'm going, this sounds a lot like Skynet. <laughs> exactly. So I was going to actually check on the details of Skynet to see how close it was. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing I learned is, uh, well, because I've been learning more about how to use audio editors. Right. Is that, uh, that there's uh, two sampling rates that you will see, 44.1 and 48. Uh, K um, um, sampling rates. And okay. Like this is so technical, but mm. like what's the difference? The difference is that uh, 44.1 is primarily for audio and 48K is for video. Okay. And the audio was, so we normally hear to a frequency range of about 20,000 hertz. Okay. And so in order to sample so you can hear it properly, you have to get something more than double. Oh, and okay. uh, so it has to be over sure. forty thousand in order to be able to record it. Interesting. 
and um, they needed to tie in um, the differences between European standards and North American standards because they're using different frequencies and different sampling rates. Right. For, and they were recording it on videotape originally. So the audio the, onto videotape. The audio and the videotape. Okay. So the two different, uh, so the there's PAL and NTSC, which is the two video standards. One's okay. for North America, one's for... for uh, right, you see that video. on DVDs and, and, and CD boxes, I think. Well, DVDs for sure. DVDs are yeah. a little bit different, but this is more like videotape. So if you go back... Okay, ways, maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking. So the, there was different frequencies for the TV right. and different number of lines and all this stuff. And they had to sure. find kind of a common denominator and a common multiplier. And it's super technical and very geeky but the thing that's really interesting is that that they were recording it on on videotape videotape and that defined what the sampling rate interesting so anyway so there you go so you're you are enjoying your your deep dive on recording and technical stuff technical stuff cool yeah well i I I don't know. I you know keeps keeps <laughs> keeps my brain working. I guess <laughs> exactly. You know what I'd like to uh, talk about? What would you like to talk about? Sodium. Okay, tell me about <laughs> sodium. Well, I think we've talked about uh, you know high blood pressure. I think we've shared that we both have high blood pressure. And, yes. Well, and so treated high blood. Pressure. Well, treated. Yes. Um, but you know, one of the things that you can do to kind of ameliorate that is to watch your sodium. So I've become a little bit more aware of sodium uh, as I've been going like to Safeway and oh my God, it's insane how much sodium there is in all kinds of stuff. Now the the standard from what I Googled it, you know, so for the normal non-hypertensive person, I think it's 2,500 milligrams a day. So the percentages you'll see on a package is based on that. 2,500 or 25 milligrams? No, 2,500. Okay. Um, and so for someone who does have high blood pressure, they say it should be half, right? Give or take. So roughly every time I'm looking at a percentage on these packages, I, I double it, right? Okay. And it's amazing the amount of stuff where it's like, if I have two of these, that's like 80% of my sodium recommended for the day. I mean, it is so wild. I used to worry about sugar a lot, you know, and, and was paying attention to that. Never cared about sodium. But now it's like, I can't get over how much salt there is in like all kinds of stuff. Well, there's um, a couple of things I know, I'm you know, aware of. There. Lemon juice, uh, like a, lemon a juice? bottle of lemon, not le- not pure lemon juice, but like a bottle of lemonade. I was like, why is there salt in this lemonade? It's just, it's in everything. Well, I know that there's two particularly bad things. One is soups. I heard really yeah. bad. And the other is um, like uh, pasta sauces. Yes. So uh, actually what's interesting yeah. is if you go to the supermarket and uh, you can get sometimes Italian, like San Marino uh, tomato uh, sauces, right. they don't have anywhere near the salt that <laughs> it's like so a, funny you should mention a that. Prego or yeah, Costco or I was, any of these. I was standards. just at Safeway two, three days ago and, and I can't remember what brand I found, but I did find one that is, yeah, it's marinara and it's significantly less in sodium. I also bought unsalted butter. Well, it's a joy, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's just wild, like and, how and what prevalent What you will find is that Italian sauce will be way tastier than the North American ones. I bet, because it's not like just this 
puckering saltiness. So. Well, it's not even this like this. Yeah, but so it, pay attention, folks, and cut down on your soda. Exactly, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, we never told everybody last week what we were going to be talking about this week. Right, we're talking about LinkedIn, LinkedIn. the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay, so um, I had uh, the the good fortune, the happenstance to have had to use uh, LinkedIn for more than social media. Okay. So um, a lot of people um, tend to treat LinkedIn as Facebook for work. So they, <laughs> That's um, right. they, uh, they think that, well, I need to have a LinkedIn profile. I have to, you know, update all this stuff. And sure. And uh, it's quite interesting. So they'll upload all kinds of detailed information about their work stuff because they think it's professional and right. shows it off. What they don't really tend to realize is that the main driver and the main economic model related to LinkedIn is um, is headhunters. Right. So we used it for... Yeah, big recruiting tool. Like number one recruiting tool, I yeah. think, these days, right? And it's quite remarkable how it works as a recruiting tool right so the good things about linkedin is people voluntarily provide their information online sure much like facebook <laughs> uh, but um it uh, it means you can uh if you're trying to recruit you have the potential to find people that are not necessarily looking for work Right. So, um, most of the time in the past, if you were trying to hire somebody, you'd put an ad in a newspaper. Now I'm going back ways. You'd put an ad in a newspaper. <laughs> uh, what that, is a newspaper, Uncle Mark? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing for lining a birdcage. Uh, the, uh, but you would, um, that's, that was one way to do it. Um, but now, and now more recently, people will go to like these different uh, uh, recruiter uh, platforms like right. Monster or I can't even remember all the names of them. There was uh, Indeed. Indeed and, is uh, one. Jobs, I think. It's yeah, and they come and yeah. go and they rebrand and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. But the uh, the thing with LinkedIn is it gives you an opportunity to get people. So all of those other ones, you have to have people that are actively job hunting sure. to actually answer your your posts with LinkedIn allows you to search for people who are not looking for it and then try and tempt them away from their current position. Right. So, um, and, uh, you can, it's, it's quite, it's quite diabolical what it does, right? It basically will go and you identify the perfect candidate and, you know, geographically and, uh, uh experiential wise, as well as education, Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and it will search for those candidates cool and then it will give you a list right. a secret list that you those candidates don't know that you've been looking that at they've them. been flagged yeah so right you get, uh you get to you get to uh so i mean if you've ever been in linkedin and you've looked at somebody else's profile in general if you have a regular account they know somebody's looked at them and yep. they may even know it's you with these recruiter modules those are invisible. They do not tell you that somebody's looked at you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so, uh, and they will grab that information and then they will give you these tools to be able to communicate directly to those people right. and sort of say, Hey, I noticed your education is super awesome <laughs> and you've been working on this and it shares the same interest as I do. I would really like a moment to chat chat with you if you've got some time just to see you know if you or some of your friends might be interested in 
some 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 uh, opportunities and and you just flatter them and then right. they, they get wow somebody's noticed me oh. <laughs> and um it works yeah. it works remarkably well um except if you go into the interview and you say so how'd you hear about our company uh, right uh you you contacted me yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah right i Oops. did in yeah, fact i forgot about that never mind yes. yeah um well here's what i don't like about linkedin now there are some things that i like and i'll say i've connected to quite a few interesting people and there's all kinds of groups and there's some good stuff, but you know, unlike, so I'll go to Twitter and I pretty much know what I'm expecting, right? Commentary, mm -hmm. political stuff, yep. uh, some anger. <laughs> That's fine. Facebook is connecting to old friends. And then every now and then you see who's crazy in the family. Yes. LinkedIn just annoys the hell out of me because I've always seen it as this kind of professional space, right? I think mean, that's what it was intended to be. And so I kind of liken it to like, let's say you went to a networking thing, right? The last thing you uh, would talk about is religion, politics, yeah, and sex. A traditional networking thing. Yes. No one's going to walk up to you and say, and we're not political on the show, but like, you know, so-and-so is uh, actually an alien from, you know, the, the planet Mars, or he's trying to kill us all. Yes. Because... This is a business thing. I don't want, you know, if I want to talk crazy, well. There's Facebook and Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> but there's just this, it's this mishmash of some of it's really good. And some of it, like a lot of people share interesting content. But then you get these you know, inspirational things or people trying to sell you stuff. And then all of these you know, very polarized opinions. And again, I just link it to, I liken it to, if I went to a marketing thing, a business development thing, I would not expect people to show me pictures of their cat, tell me about, you know, the deity that they believe in, or tell me that, you know, such and such a political figure or whatever is the worst person on the planet. I just, and I think that's what's annoying me. It's like, can we just have the, uh, you know, can we keep it to the boundaries Our of business? Yeah. And the other thing is all these outreaches of, uh, people who want to, you know, Join my network and I'll sell you something immediately. That's annoying too. But even that I can forgive <laughs> compared to this. Yeah, it's like this assault of, shouldn't this be on Facebook? Get get this off of here. Well, and I, I think know. that That's especially, just my... especially with LinkedIn, because it's kind of like an online resume service. So the last thing you would want on it is anything that would give people a reason not to hire you. Well, that's kind of what I think. So right? if you um, if you're putting politics or... Heaven forbid sex. I haven't seen sex stuff, but I've seen lots of <laughs> politics and I've seen religion stuff. Yeah. And both of those things are just um uh, just dangerous stuff from a from an employment perspective. Uh, absolutely. And um and, and annoying. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind <laughs> if me. people try and sell me stuff on LinkedIn. I kind of expect that because it's yep. kind of a business thing. And there are people trying to market their services. And if you're on there and you're looking, good on you. Right. Exactly. But that's fine. It's kind of a fair game. But um, the other thing that was interesting that I discovered when we were using LinkedIn. So um, LinkedIn, the recruiter modules are tied to uh, an individual. So, oh, okay. So if you, if you are the person who is, so, and the more people you're connected to, the wider your net can be cast. Right. So they will allow you, I mean, you've heard the, what is it? The, 
six degrees of Kevin Bacon or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees yep. of Kevin Bacon. So the idea is that everybody is connected to Kevin Bacon That's right. by six steps. Or less. Or less. And uh, <laughs> and the thing with uh, the thing with LinkedIn is it gives you six steps right. away. Sure. So if, uh, if uh, I'm friends with one person, then anybody that they're friends with, so that would be two steps I can reach. And so anybody that is friends with them is three steps. So you can go to six steps deep. Right. And that includes groups. So if you join like an engineering, like a big, huge engineering group sure. or a, a business marketing group, yeah. that's one step. Oh, it definitely then, gives you amazing reach. you get reach, amazing right? reach. And, and I mean, that's why I'm, as I'm rebranding, I'm going to use it, but mm. I'm not putting personal or political or spiritual arguments on there. I think. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. Well, right? Twitter in particular yeah. is both uh, can I tell entertaining you my, and infuriating. Can I tell you my devastating Facebook story? Just in, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so this is a true story. This is quite a few years ago. So when I lived in Victoria, uh, before I even got married, I had a really good friend. And I think we've all had that experience where you lose track of somebody and then you know, when Facebook came out and Facebook's been around for a while now, you know, people do searches. And, and so I remember one night late, it just popped into my head. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do a search for this particular individual. And we were quite, we weren't friends for a long time, but we're really tight for a short period of time. Right. And Oh my God, I found out he was dead. Not only was he dead, he'd been dead for 10 years. Oh my. And, uh, I was really surprised at how hard I took that. Yes. Because, like I said to my wife, even though he's been dead for 10 years, to me, because I always sort of pictured him out, you know, out there Galavan. doing his thing. Oh, he was a musician and a, and a teacher and and uh, really, really great guy. And I just, last time I saw him, he was he was getting married. And and so it was really shocking. So looking for, and, and the only reason I actually found him, obviously he didn't have a Facebook page, but uh, like his obituary popped up. And I was like, what the hell is this? So, yeah. Um, anyways, just uh, well, so, so just an upsetting story we had a sim- <laughs> for you to consider. Similar issue. My wife and I were driving along and my wife says, so whatever happened to so-and-so? And I said, well, he died. <laughs> and she's like, didn't I tell you? What? <laughs> yeah, no, he died a few years ago. Really? Yeah, and, and he's tragic. He, he died unexpectedly, and right. it, and his daughter had died in like a car crash. Oh my! So goodness. it was like there was was this a friend? A, it was a guy who used to work for me. Oh, so um, yeah, and I'm not sure what uh, what uh, brought this up with my wife, but yeah, so she was like, "Well, I, I can see why we haven't heard much from him." Yeah, <laughs> going, oh, that's so insensitive. That's back to our ghost episode. <laughs> yeah. Now, now wouldn't oh. that be something yeah. if somebody? popped up and haunted you and the ghosts of you didn't know they were dead past right <laughs> and they were mad at you <laughs> why did you hire me yeah exactly anyhow there you go uh media media what are you consuming what am i consuming wow since last week um i've continued to watch the bad batch oh uh i did watch uh nobody oh yes wasn't that good that was surprisingly good. I was uh, like, I, my son had recommended it. My son is a little crazy and likes uh, um, 
like hyper violent uh, movies like like most like most teenage like boys. John Wick yeah 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 and um, if you've seen John Wick it's no surprise if I tell you that there's a lot of shooting and people getting killed right all the time and when I said to Alex that's really violent he goes no it's not I said <laughs> yeah it's really violent well we actually watched it with our kids including our 11 year old nobody uh, or John Wick both. Yeah. So well, and in fact, well, when you compare it to video games these days, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. yeah. I suppose, right. and that's the thing is that, uh, is that, um, well, I watched it. I, we watched Nobody with my son, yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It I, was, it was, it had a bit more of a story. Although with John Wick, uh, I mean, the thing was all precipitated by somebody killing a dog. Yes. Um, yeah. Nobody is a bit more. Complex. Nobody is. Yeah, it's all about a bracelet that yeah. wasn't really. It was missing. actually my. I actually got that. That was my Father's Day gift. I said, "Let's." It hadn't you come had out. A little Hello Kitty. Bracelet. No, <laughs> buying the movie nobody because oh, I'm yeah. such a big Bob Odenkirk fan. Okay. And thank goodness. What else he has he been in? Well, he's he's uh he's Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul. Oh, I've never and, I never and Breaking that. Bad. Okay. Oh, phenomenal. I've and never watched either of those shows. And then he used to have a show with David Cross, the guy from uh, Arrested Development, yeah, called yeah. The Good Show or The Mister. I can't remember now. Um, I'll have to try to, but it's just like a sketch comedy show. I haven't really watched much of it. But Bob Odenkirk, he's just a sort of unassuming guy. Actually, I just saw him in Arrest. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I started watching that. Episode three, Bob Odenkirk uh, playing uh, a guy they call uh, Porn Gill. He's a <laughs> he's a ex-porn star. Okay. You can't top, stop talking about how, what being a porn star was like. But anyhow. So what's the, what's the name of that guy? Uh, Larry David? No, the, the porn star, the, the, the short fat guy. Oh, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. He's kind of like, it sounds like he's a bit like Ron Jeremy. Yeah, a little bit, but it, pretty funny episode. Yeah. Anyways, nobody I thought was great. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Playing uh, <laughs> playing the old, like the old dad. <laughs> he and, lurked. Uh, he, he lurked. Was, Pretty old. <laughs> he did, but he was great in it. Yeah, he, he looking awesome. a little bit more like Uncle Fester than, oh than my God. one would like. Yeah. But, well, how old would be Chris? Christopher Lloyd's got to be in his late seventies, eighties, maybe. Let me just. Uh, yeah. Christopher. Good old Lloyd. Doc Brown from. Because uh, I mean, didn't they just have like the thirty-fifth anniversary of Back to the Future? I think so. I mean, we are so old; it's unbelievable. <laughs> he was. Uh, he is. Uh, he was born in uh, 1938. Yeah. 1938. So he's 82. 82. So yeah. Wow. As of the recording of this. <laughs> As of the recording in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jim from Taxi. And um, so he was go. really good in Taxi. Oh, I, he, was, he was a showstopper in Taxi. Absolutely. Well, him and uh, uh, Kaufman. Right. Yes. So very different characters, though. Holy crap! Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah. So there you go. So I really enjoyed Nobody, and uh, I mean, not for the kiddies, maybe. Well, I don't know if we can have a leg to stand on what we just said. The violence. Nobody is, under ten. There's uh, here. There's fewer people killed than in a John Wick. Oh movie. God, that's true. Although, just as violently, possibly more violent. 
Exactly. But it's that stylized video game type violence. Yeah, right? I mean, Where it, I tried to explain this to... over the top ridiculous. I was, I was trying and, to explain to my son that... One, so, so I mean, the, the Bob Odenkirk uh, character, he gets, you know, he gets injured at times through, oh, yeah, through this exactly. thing. And I say that just one of those would end it for most people. They would be at the hospital. Of course. Like there's this, and it's, there's a scene where he's like punching a wall. Yes. Right? And a brick wall with his fists. Yes. You would break a knuckle. Absolutely. And you would be off. To the hospital. Yep. That would be the end of it. It's not like, oh, you just carry on and punch things. No, you wouldn't be punching nothing. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's adrenaline. Mark. I mean, that's just like a, that's <laughs> it's just all like, adrenaline. It's like a throwaway scene, but <laughs> it's not like, yeah. So any of those things, any one of those would end it for most people. Yep. And uh, and you know. That's why it's like say it's, it's it like would a video end, game. End the movie he punches the wall. <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's right. Sorry, we're done. It's a short film now, twenty-two minutes. <laughs> it's punched like a, a wall, little that's novella. It. It's over. No, but very enjoyable, mindless. Not, not mindless violence, but yeah, great, fun Father's Day movie. <laughs> Excellent. So we need a theme for next week. Yeah. So oh, I, I have I have an idea for okay. next week. Uh, so um, that'll be episode thirteen. I think. thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. All right. Yeah. So um, by the time we get to uh, air, uh, recording it, it will ha I will have finished my camp, my Adobe Premiere Pro okay. Creative Camp. Sounds good. Um, I've learned a ton of stuff during it. And I would like to just talk a little bit about storytelling and videos oh okay so okay. we'll talk about uh the whole uh, process and, and and what people consider acceptable in videos now that they wouldn't have 10 years ago sounds and, good uh, so we'll talk about storytelling in visual mediums i can't wait okay right on and uh that's it for this week all right uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us get found so more people can share the joy. And send us mail. and Or tweet it at us or Facebook at us or whatever. But anyway. Love to hear from you. Have a great week. All right. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. bye.